You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. Hi, I'm Simon Bowes. Welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast. And one of the things that we're really interested in is unpicking the confusion out there. There's plenty of it. So many uh, elements of the whole kind of net zero story are things that people say, but they don't seem to fully understand. What does that mean in terms of business? How do you make a proper business decision? If, dare I say, you're slightly confused by the terminology. Well, today I'm joined by Laura Plimley from uh, British Gas Business, who's head of partnerships and propositions. Is that right, Laura? Yeah, um, I work for British Gas Business and look after some of the products and propositions within the products and propositions business team, predominantly after the renewable and zero carbon propositions and, and products that we have out in the market. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is the whole issue of these contracts that, you know, people are looking for that. So thank you and welcome just before we get into this, how long have you been in the industry? I've worked in the industry for 13 years with my first job being in British Gas Business, so I've been here the whole time. <laughs> You've seen a lot of change in those 13 years, right? You go back to the beginning of electricity market reform, you look at the way our energy mix was, what business we were looking at. Would you say, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but would you say, you know, when you started, really all that people wanted to do was buy contracts that were the cheapest and it didn't really matter what the power was. When I joined, I joined into a customer insight team where we focused on the NPS surveys and customer feedback yeah. and, and price was king. As I moved into products and propositions in 2015, it wasn't until around 2017 that we started to look at the fuel mix and the value of the renewable percentages and element within a standard fuel mix at British Gas and how that was to be grown and how we could use that and how customers were starting to value it. But even in 2018, the concept of renewable energy wasn't as fluid as it is today. It's true, isn't it? It's really funny because we think that it's so common now. But, you know, we launched, funny enough, Energy Live News, our, our sister platform, we launched it in 2010. And I don't remember anyone really thinking, you know, renewable was one of those things was like, there's a few wind turbines, but businesses weren't really that bothered. It was about, can I get the best deal and can I navigate the markets? So what do you think started to change things? Was it sort of the beginnings of the setting of net zero targets in, in 2019? Or did you think there was a shift before that that was starting to make the consumer wonder about their energy mix? I think there was always an emotional driver for people. Yeah. Definitely an emotional choice that you want to do for good in the world. It's this burning of trees, planting trees has always been evident. Rainforest, much more animal-based projects. People have always seen that that's a problem, but it's always been a bit far away, I think. Yeah. And then as it's been brought home and onto people's doorsteps as uh, you've got the COP26, you have got the net zero targets, you have got the government, you've got the world talking about it more. I think it's changed it from being emotional Mm. to a rational choice, but more importantly, a need because climate change isn't stopping and it isn't going to wait. I think that's the sad bit, even though we are a million miles on from where we were, we're not fast enough and we're not close enough to where we need to be. Consumers have changed. People in business have changed over the last 13 years. And before we get into the kind of nitty gritty of of the contracts and stuff, do you think that change is driven by what the end consumer wants? Or do you think that change has been driven by kind of legislation making businesses get up and think, okay, now we could have talked about sustainability, if you know what I'm talking about, 
but now we have to do sustainability because of the 2050 target. What would you say is, has changed this shift? See, it's both. So you could be in a business where your own customers are driving your outcome. You could be in a business like a milk farmer where your buyer is driving your outcome of where you get your energy from. Or you could be driven by legislation depending on the size of your business. So I think there's the three different things. It's what you're being driven to so that you can do business. There's your customers and what they are asking you for. And also what your business is maybe about. If you're a sustainable coffee shop, then your energy should be from sustainable sources. And maybe that's also a link to a business's brand. But then you have got that big legislation piece. You've got the reporting. You've got the push of mm. needing to go down this route. Different sectors are affected, affected massively by what their push is. Yeah, that's true. And I think that really is, I think you probably nailed it there because there are, you know, we talk to businesses who have a, you said at the beginning, an environmental conscious driver and other people go, you know what, I've got to do this because my customers want it. What's your thinking about how British gas has changed over the last few years? As you said, when you started, it wasn't really about the energy mix. When did you start to see the company look and say, right, what are we providing? How are we starting to shift our our kind of mix of what we offer the consumer? So British Gas has always had assets and then maybe sold some, brought some. There's also always had that that build of renewable assets over a period of time. But in terms of contracts and what we offer customers, the, the big change there came around 2019, 2010, when we started to build a more permanent product mix, more for the masses. Yeah. Your larger businesses have had access to renewable energy for a lot longer than your enterprise size customers. But in 2020, we started to cement a product mix that was an upgrade option um, which gave customers choice of choosing to upgrade their energy to that renewable source back in 2020 the sales difference then to what it is now was considerably different as we've just discussed over the time and the years the push for customers and the want to have it i do think there's also that emotional want yeah as well i mean the energy crisis didn't help that at all no as in, it brought price back into the equation, didn't it? It made it yeah. much more predominant. And I think anybody could accept that and understand that. But we are starting to see the shift again as customers are needing and wanting renewable energy again. But no, I'd say from around 2020, I personally have seen the shift become more of a, this is something we offer to this is something that we must offer, we want to offer and it, it is needed by our customers. Let's talk a little bit about what you're doing at British Gas Business. And obviously, I don't want it to be an advert, but I think it's important to say what people are expecting and what you've been working on. You look back and you say, big shift happened from 2020. So if I want to say to you, right, you know what, I want to do a deal with you, Laura, but what are you going to give me as a business? Can you give me clean, green energy? Because this is the thing that a lot of people have this idea of what is green energy? And lots of people say, oh, green energy is this and green energy is that. So let's try and unpick some of that. So right now, what are you offering me that shows the way that you as a supplier can help me towards cutting my emissions? So standard, we offer zero carbon electricity. So zero carbon electricity is an electricity that comes from a mix of nuclear generation and renewable electricity. The two together create the zero carbon offering. The reason it's 
called zero carbon, which is probably new terminology to some people, is because there is no CO2 emit in its generation. Understood. But there is the use of uranium in the nuclear generation, which is not a renewable source. So for that reason, you cannot call it renewable. It is zero carbon because it emits no CO2. Right. So that's quite a big stand for us since March 2022. We made it contractual. So when a new contract agreed from March 22, we will supply the zero carbon electricity as standard for the full length of the customer's contract. Wow. And with that, we provide a BG certificate, something that they can use for audit purposes, they can use to present to their customers. It's not the, the certificate of the energy, it's a BG marketing supplied one, but it gives customers that physical, almost piece of paper to say, I am zero carbon, I am on my net zero journey and it's for this period. So zero carbon is a great way for you to start your net zero journey. And again, like I say, it, it's clean energy. It's something that um, starts you on your journey. And after that, we do have the upgrade to natural renewable electricity. That is where you'll upgrade and, and pay a premium for this, but you'll upgrade the zero carbon energy to remove the nuclear element and to also upgrade the renewable element to 100% UK generated energy from solar, wind and hydro. I think that's really interesting. So this whole thing about when you plug it in, where you're getting it from, people say, oh, well, you know, I'm on a zero you know, on a green tariff, but actually you don't know if you've been, you know, like you said, the old term, the brown power or whatever, where it's coming from. So what you're saying is for me as a customer, I can have now a guarantee that my power hasn't produced emissions in the normal way. So because it's come from renewable energy and it's come from nuclear, or if I wanted to pay a bit more, I can get pure renewable energy made here. Yeah, from UK generated sources. Right. Do you think that matters to people? Yes, I do. I think the bit that maybe maybe waters that down is it, it we don't go around fitting pipes into each person's business no, when they not. take a renewable <laughs> upgrade it's it's yeah. put into the grid and it makes the grid greener per of se course. so of I course. do think then when people know that it's coming from UK generated sources it's going directly into the UK grid so yes I do think that's important you look at this whole idea of kind of these two things do you think that i'm assuming that people are wanting these because you wouldn't be offering this as standard if there isn't a demand so are people shifting towards renewable energy supply contracts again coming back to it because it's the right thing to do or are they shifting into it because actually they're good competitive contracts they're good competitive contracts and ours is 100 percent natural renewable energy sourced and generated in the UK. So that's a more premium form of renewable energy. I mean, you you can, we don't use biomass renewable energy guarantees of origin in that because it's not natural. So we use solar, hydro and wind only. So yes, I do. I do think that it's a more premium offering in the renewable sense. But I think people are choosing it because one, they need to, yeah. or they have to. Yeah. But I don't think at the moment people choose renewable based on part price, because as we all know, it's more expensive. It's more based on the need and the want. I think for me, though, is we offer zero carbon as standard, which gives people that big step up. And it's where we should be going as a mm. as a country and as a world. We shouldn't be in a, in a position where we are still offering anything less than that, I feel personally. But obviously, that's not the way of the world in terms of volume. Of course. Assets of course. available, etc. But it's the right direction. 
You've done some research, I think, and I know that there aren't that many businesses that have gone to renewable energy contracts. But do you think that number is changing? I think your research says about 20% have made the shift. Yeah, one fifth has made the fifth. Yeah, but a further 68% say that they plan to switch in the near future, which is promising. Potentially, though, you could say that 68% is influenced by many things out of our control. Mm. But it's great to know that people have got the want and the interest there. And we see that very much with our gas offerings. So in our gas contracts, we have standard gas that we, we don't have a zero carbon equivalent in gas. Of course. Unfortunately, so it's still standard gas as, as renewable gas, as I'm sure everyone is aware isn't as advanced as electricity the volume's not there the understanding the options the choice isn't there but we do offer carbon neutral gas as our premium upgrade for customers and that's a 90% carbon offsets and 10% are GGOs which is the renewable gas from biomethane with the carbon neutral gas we did some research on that also and customers are interested and they want to do it and we do speak to our sales guys and they ask for it but with it being such a small volume in the world the prices are just pricing it out yeah of what businesses can afford but hopefully it will follow the same path as electricity and only grow I mean, as you say, 20% is good. It's a lot better than it was 10 years ago, but there's still plenty that haven't. But for businesses that maybe not are in the, not actually going, all right, I'll get the supply contract because there are certain commercial issues they've got or supply issues. What sort of things have they been doing that you've seen in terms of, trying to shift and cut their emissions. So we've seen that 73% of businesses are are planning to invest in their CO2 and monitoring and reporting. But I think the link to that, something that I personally have been working on as well as energy efficiency. So Mm. with the monitoring and reporting, to get to net zero, there's, there's two things to get to net zero. There's one is your monitoring and reporting, understanding where you use energy, where you waste it. Yeah. Where are your appliances running efficiently? Are they old? Is any equipment needing a service? Are your windows got all the seals, all the basics, all the things that you can tick off to say, I'm not using any energy above what I need to run my business. And when you've got a handle on that, so the energy you are being supplied, you are paying for and you are using is what you absolutely need. That the second part then is to have that supplied by a zero carbon or better still renewable supply. And that makes you net zero because you're, you're using only what you need and what you're, and from what you need is being supplied from a non-CO2 emitting source. And I think that's the simple two-step key that maybe we need to land with businesses so that you understand it's not, oh, I can't afford renewable for my business right now and that's okay, but so there's nothing else I can do. But there is, there's like I say, your CO2 monitoring, your reporting, your understanding your business usage, understanding how your colleagues and the people you employ are using energy within your business and creating that energy culture to basically change everyone's attitude and understanding and not just pinning it all on the supply type. Well, you've got a role though, haven't you? I mean, you've got to... As a supplier, there I say, I'm coming to you, right? The consumer, this is the whole essence of kind of what business should be driving is that the people who supply business start to give them the options to do it. So what are you doing in terms of kind of helping the the fast tracking of uh, learning more about data or getting more information so people can start to make these switches are you helping so businesses have the access to have, have the right to access their their data and to see when and where their energy is being used right. so that they can identify the waste and energy efficiency measures that are the next thing that they can look at and that data provides them with the energy efficiency insight 
to know where they can make immediate changes. So we do on request and the recent changes that Bayes have brought in, the government have brought in, we have now give all business customers access to their data. And that provides customers their basic consumption data. Yeah. And then for eligible customers and customers in which we have the advanced data for are providing building reports, which compares their building usage to others of similar building usage type and provides them a much more in-depth level of information. I suppose that's the real key, isn't it? Because the old adage about, you know, if you can't measure it, you can't monitor it. And I think, but the data part, just before we sort of wind up, I think that's a very important part for people to understand. They'll want to know that their data is secure, that you've got all the processes in for that. And they'll also want to know that you're working with them so they can use that data the right way. So what are you doing in terms of that? We have a wealth of content online on our web pages, broken down by sector. We have some basic dashboard consumption displays within the customer's online accounts. And also once they access, request access, sorry, to their business data, they are able to view the data in ways that are simple, uh, displayed simply and easy to understand. There is a part that we probably pay, pay beyond that that I think people maybe forget is the importance of the smart meter in all of this. Oh, yeah. If you haven't got a smart meter, you're not going to be able to access your consumption data. And we as a as a supplier are not going to be able to provide this level of in-depth, in-depth information Smart meters and the, and the traditional word of polling is what provides us that half hourly view of how much energy is being used. So the UK businesses aren't all on smart meters. No, of course. So I think one of the key steps is bearing that in mind. There is there's all that data available to you. Just need to make sure you get your smart meter on the wall and request it from your supplier. And then from there, data can be provided. But to get that real view of how you're using it, you, you want a good nine to 12 months worth of data to have been collected so you can see your trends your monthly usage your days what peak times are there so you can start to see let's say you're an office that's nine till five if you're seeing peaks above five o'clock why why are you still using as much energy as two o'clock in the afternoon that wouldn't be expected so you can start to really drill down into where energy has been used when maybe it shouldn't be and that again links into your net zero journey of reducing what you're using and understanding where and how you're using it and then go a step further and of what you are being are using have it supplied as zero carbon as standard from british gas business or premium upgrade to the 100 percent renewable before we go last thing obviously you've been working with big companies for many years on this they've been legislated and mandated to do this and as you said at the beginning more moving on to mid-size now can you see this offering of understanding getting down to you know the smaller level the, the sort of SME even level because we have to take everyone with us Laura it can't just be something that the bigger businesses do so maybe you haven't got anything right now but can you see changes from a supplier like you to try and help bring every business on this journey yes Yes. Historically, we have offered renewable upgrades to smaller businesses and we do have the renewable upgrade available to our smaller businesses. Not all, like you say, but we, we are branching that open. I think what we found in the um, in the past is the it's I suppose the, to your question right at the start with the legislation, the larger um, customers and the larger businesses are having a lot more reporting, cool. a lot yeah. more government pressures on them and that's kind of then going down the chain of the size of business yeah and eventually i do believe the small businesses will be pulled into that also because i on a personal note there's 
scope one and two emissions, but what about scope three? I mean, so 80 to 90 percent of what you use and that, that affects us all. And if you think about the small businesses in terms of like maybe a residential way, sorry, residential and homes are targeted renewable energy and also buying it. So no, I don't believe there should be any discrepancy just because of size. And I think that's the, the point that's really interesting because if a small business knows it's scope one and two, it's part of a larger business's scope three because you're the supplier, aren't you? So exactly. in the end, it works. Before we go for customers and, and just generally people to, to understand more, I suppose the main thing is getting informed. So can you just sort of recap, if someone wants to find out stuff, could they just go to what, British Gas Business website and it's there to start to... If we go to www.britishgas.co.uk slash business, we have a renewable page on there, on, um, on our quote page, but we have a renewable page that gives you a lot more content and information on our products, but also we're building up our knowledge on our website to create more content and education for customers to understand what each one is. So yes, we present our products, but we're also presenting some background so you can understand what it means so that the terms of zero carbon, yep. carbon offsets, net zero, they're all new terminology that they are. maybe a lot more fluid in in the industry but when you talk that they are quite new so we are building up our content on what that all means and how it pieces together laura thanks so much for joining us today i think you've helped unpick a lot of things and uh, cleared up some of the confusion so laura enjoy your day thanks a lot for joining us on this podcast thank you you have been listening to a future net zero podcast along with our partner british gas this has been a promoted podcast Thanks for listening to this future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com.